I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the extravaganza known as Steelers Hangover here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, BTSC Radio. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. It is so good to be with you. Along with me is my good friend, Tony Defio. And you're saying, wait, the Steelers did not play yesterday. They haven't played in, since December 29th. And then I say, not so fast, my friend. Four Steelers played yesterday in the Pro Bowl. So that's something to talk about. But first and foremost, Tony Defio, how are you with six days to go to the Super Bowl? Are you feeling fine? I am feeling great. How are you, man? I'm doing I well. I can't wait for the friend. Super Bowl. I cannot wait. You know, one of my favorite days of the year ever. It's kind of my national holiday. Um, of course, I'm a Fourth of July guy. I'm a Christmas Day guy, a Thanksgiving guy. I, I love them all. Love them all. But I definitely, uh, I, Super Bowl Sunday to me is the day that that I just rejoice over. And so I can't wait. I mean, it's so much better when the uh when the Steelers are in it and and oh we, yeah and we know that but I Nick and I were talking on the uh the uh, playoff preview yesterday just how how many non-Steeler games we have great memories of as well so we're going to be talking about Steelers Super Bowls later on in the show um so much to talk about as well um and first and foremost you know the most important thing to our show is you the viewer the listener, the friend, the BTSC family member. So I'm seeing you lining up. I'm seeing everybody say hello. Thank you to all of you for lining up so far, and we'll see more of you as the show goes on. You are so important to the success of the show, so thank you so much. And not just the success of this show, success to all of our shows on the BTSC platform. So a big shout-out to Jeff Hartman, editor-in-chief, also to a deputy editor of BTSC, one Dave Schofield, Big Bro Sco, um, my buddy, Sir Lancelot Williams, as well. I mean, the only BTSCer on the uh, on the, the platform, the uh, radio side, that I have not met in person, but that's going to change real soon. I've, I've got to meet Sir Lancelot. So um, Lance Williams as well. Um, Nick Lino, who's been joining us as well, and shout out to you, Tony. So um, what's going on, man? Did you get a chance to watch that game yesterday? Uh, bits and pieces, mostly highlights. Mostly, I, I don't have ESPN, so uh, I really, you know, it's, it's not one of those games you go out of your way to watch, I guess. But I, I, try, <laughs> I, try, I tried to keep up, up with as, as best I could. It, it, was so, it, was, it was great to see the defense. It was almost like listening to a Steeler game, you know, when you, when you heard you know, about the, 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 the highlights and you watched the highlights and you heard what transpired. I mean, you know, the, what TJ Watt did, Joe Hayden getting a pick. There was some more Cam Hayward by Booger McFarland. It, it was a, it was a great to hear the defense getting so much love because it definitely deserved it based on 2019. You know, I did not see much of it. There was so much going on as well. Um, and not, uh, not to forget about the, uh, the, uh, the Kobe Bryant tragedy um, with uh, Gigi as well. Um, and the uh, seven other souls, uh, John Altabelli and his family. Um, so I wanted a quick shout out to that as well. Um, a lot of people are coming in the live chat chat and mentioning it. As always, it was a, a tragedy that transcends sports. Um, it's a member of our human family, um, members of our human family, and just wanted to mention that as well. Um, our, already saw uh, Mitch McCormick um, mention that, Max McCormick, I'm sorry, mentioned it as well, um, among others too. Um, so it's, uh, it's one thing that we remember and the legacy of Kobe Bryant, because as sports fans, there you go. And I'm not a, I'm not a huge basketball fan. And the reason I'm not is because Pittsburgh doesn't have a team. Um, of course I follow the Pitt Panthers, West Virginia Mountaineers, but I've always followed the Lakers if I was going to follow a team. And that's, that's a team that 
for some reason, grow, you know, when we were growing up, it was magic and and Kareem yeah. and, and uh, Kareem's on the movie Airplane and stuff like that. And it, <laughs> it was just the magic. And I'm just a Los Angeles guy. Um, I would love to, to live in L.A. I visit there a lot. It's one of my favorite places, um, as crazy as it can be. And when I found out that the Olympics were going to be back there, um, that's, uh, that's something that uh, I actually want to go. Uh, I, I have great fondness for the 84 Olympics. So um, so just wanted to bring that up again because I know we're going to be talking about it in the live chat. And you know, the best thing about our BTSC family is you know, when the Steelers lose, we're uh, you know, we're a support group. But when anything happens, we're we're a uh, support group as well. Um, lots of questions coming up about what we're doing for the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Um, remember those. Remember those questions for later on in the show. I'm gonna go ahead and answer that then. But back to the Pro Bowl, and you know the funny thing about the Pro Bowl, guys, is this: we don't care about the Pro Bowl usually. But Tony, I found myself really, really enjoying the fact that they had a great game, and I thought this week of Pro Bowl expectations was really special to this team because I felt a major unity among all four of them. Minka was there. Of course, we talked about uh, T.J. Watt, um, Trent right. Trent Jordan Watt. If you didn't know his name, did you know his <laughs> name? Did you nah, know he's Trent nah. Jordan? Yes, he's Trent Jordan Watt. And um, you know, of course, Cam Hayward. We saw Cam and Cam giving the block to T.J. Watt on that uh, go-ahead touchdown, the winning touchdown in that game. I never remember a Steeler having the winning touchdown in the Pro Bowl, so I thought that was really cool. Joe Hayden right. getting an interception. In fact, I don't know, and it's nothing I've ever looked at, but I'm wondering if the Steelers ever had a uh, a uh, interception, an interception in the Pro Bowl as well. But really nice to see that. But the best part all week long was the fact that these guys were talking about being Steelers, the importance of playing in Pittsburgh, and having unfinished business to do. Yes, that's the most important. I think. And I, I, I Go ahead, Tony. That that was my that was that was my uh, most fondest or my fondest memory from uh, last week in, in, in the interviews is, is talking about as those guys talking about having the unfinished business and wanting to to uh, take it to the, an, another level in, in 2020 and how disappointed they were in missing the playoffs. That, that you know, I think that's that shows an intensity that hopefully they can carry on through the offseason and into next year. So I liken to this. You go as a representative of your business, whatever it is, to a convention. And you go there and you bring back ideas. And I kind of feel like the Steelers, this four-person contingent, this four-player contingent, would have been six to Castro and Pouncey did stay home. And I get that too. Um, but they went there and they came back I think even more hungry. I think that's what's going to happen. They're coming back hungry, but they're bringing back a feeling of cohesiveness and it carries over. It's contagious. Those are the, if you want four guys to represent your team, those are the four. Those are the four to represent. I mean, they're all classy guys. Um, my buddy didn't, didn't approach him, but saw, uh, saw Joe Hayden in Disney world last week. Hmm. and uh he's like yeah i i i looked over and i'm pretty sure i just saw joe hayden and <laughs> and uh you know it's something like that these these are just uh these are great representatives of steeler nation so that's what i'm i'm really thinking that the steelers are becoming that team and they're sowing the seeds and being in that pro bowl together is helping sow the seeds now Think about what the seeds are sowing to become the best team in the American football conference. And for the last, I'd say 20 years, the one team that you had to beat <laughs> was that man in the hoodie, that man that was, uh, that was, uh, that, you know, you'd have to check to see if uh, he had bugged your apartment. You know, every time you come home, you're like, has Bill Belichick been in my apartment because <laughs> someone's been moved around and is he bugging it? Am I going to take a shower and see it on YouTube? Cause Bill Belichick put it on there. Um, That's right. 
I think that's yeah. why they put those strips on on the uh, the gas station pumps because of Bill uh, Bill Belichick identity <laughs> theft. And and now uh, and now of course uh, you know Tom Brady uh, just just killing these guys. You know, just throughout the years they're they've been the team to beat. Now it seems like that band is going to start to break up. Hey, they could be back together next year. We don't know, but there's little things like Brady saw in the house and already moving out of the area. And there's talk that he can end up elsewhere. I mean, before I heard people talking about it and I'm not taking credit for it, I was thinking, and I was talking about how the fact that he'd be perfect in, on the Los Angeles chargers. It's probably the perfect fit for him right now. Cause you right. know, you know that Phil rivers is on his way out. Um, so that would probably be really interesting, but you never know what's going to happen in the next couple months. But it just seems to me that if the arrow's pointing up or the arrow's pointing down for Pittsburgh, I mean, excuse me, for New England, that it's more likely turning down. Right. So, I mean, do you really see them being the team to beat next year? Not not after this season, no. I mean, they would have to do some uh, major work on their roster, like you know, on offense, skill positions. But, but I don't, I don't think Brady's going to be back. I, I just have a feeling he's not going to be back. I think he's going to be playing elsewhere. Not not that he's going to retire because he said he wants to come back. I think he's going to be playing elsewhere. But even, even if he does come back, I don't think they're going to be able to surround him with enough uh, on offense to to take another run. You know, and, and he's going to be forty three. So I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think the Chiefs and a couple other teams, maybe in the AFC, are are, are, are about to take the uh, the torch from them. So, really, I mean, there's there's other teams there. Of course, Baltimore is always going to be a rival, and they will be. You know, Cincinnati is always going to be a rival. Cleveland's going to be a rival. But do we really think that Cincinnati <laughs> and Cleveland um, are going to be the team that the Steelers need to beat Not um, next year? <laughs> But any of those teams in the division, you can't you can't crown one of them as your chief rivals because there's always that that team out of the division that is your chief rival. And man, I wasn't even excuse the pun. I wasn't even looking to do it, but I already gave it up because the chief rival will be the Chiefs. And here's why: they're young, and I'm going to actually bring this up. They're hungry, and they're good. Yeah, they have a franchise quarterback. C-Rex says, I'm a Steeler fan living in KC, and I can tell you this, Chiefs team reminds me of the Steelers of the 70s. They're young, aggressive, and good at picking talent. They are here to stay. And they are. Now, they haven't won anything yet. They have not won the Super Bowl. I kind of think they're favorites to win the, su the Super Bowl. Not rooting for them. I'm, I'm just going to say flat out I'm rooting for San Francisco. Um, just for a couple reasons. I don't like Tyreek Hill. Um, personally, I just don't like him, and many of the reasons are the uh, the stuff off the field. Um, well, you know, we've all seen that, and uh, I mean, everybody has that guy. But for me, I, I just don't like him. But he's phenomenal. If um, if I'm going to go ahead and pick a guy, if he's available on my fantasy team, I'm picking him. I have. Um, but I think he's absolutely fantastic. You look at Pat Mahomes, though. He is the one guy that is the he's the mantle. He is going to be the next guy that you talk about being the goat. It's really funny about the goat thing. Remember when we were we were kids, Tony? That if you mentioned someone as a goat, it was the the guy that screwed up, right? And yeah, now the goat is a completely different thing. It's an acronym now. It's an acronym, yeah. and it's 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 totally changed. When we hear it, we th we think of something totally different than we used to. My twelve year old son, the smallest kid in seventh grade, biggest mouth though, and he's a he's a a Davis. So, um, actually, really funny. You know, you guys call me bad. He's Connor Michael Anthony Davis, so he's C Mad. <laughs> <laughs> so C Mads, um. Maybe has my Davis bravado and the Davis uh, mouth and the Davis show-off gene as well. That um, you know, my dad didn't really have the show-off gene, but I got it somehow. I mean, it, it came, and I'm I'm a major show-off, and we all know that. Um, hmm. 
but you know, he's uh I see him texting. I, I saw some of his texts and he's like, Connor is goaded. Hmm. And I'm like, what does goaded mean? Why he's like, Yeah, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm goaded. <laughs> like, there you go. So like he's like running around hashtag goaded, like the smallest kid, biggest mouth. There you go. And I didn't Down have that big of a mouth and I I was not the show off that I am now. Uh, the in in middle school i was i was a little more reserved but not too but this guy i, I look at him and i'm, I'm just kind of going like this just don't get beat up but all right <laughs> maybe 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 do some weightlifting <laughs> oh yeah man he he's the little guy he's uh <laughs> there you go but uh man can, he would remind me if he if he was doing that the little kid on uh not mighty giants, um, little giants that was trying to lift the weights. Remember that football movie, the great yeah. Ed O'Neill, who was a Steeler for a short, short time yeah. in preseason. Yeah, late, um, late 60s. 1969. Yeah, I, I saw an interview about that a couple of weeks ago um, on the Rich Eisen show. That was really cool. But I digress. We're talking about Patty Mahomes right now. And it's really funny. Here's a guy that the st- people were talking about the Steelers getting him late in the first round. And, um, th- but he started a skyrocket late in April that year, 2017. And he just became the guy. And last year, I see he didn't play in 2017, hardly at all. I think he, he showed up for a game or so, but he didn't show up. Then last year, first game had a great game. Against the then, uh, well, the Los Angeles Chargers at the time had a fantastic game, but we're going into week two. They're coming to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's done well against them. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a win. And we're all picking it. Uh, Jeff and I, Dave, we're, we're picking the, this game. And I'm, I went to the game. I'm in the end zone and I watched him just gut this team. I would really love to see the new Steeler defense against him, but uh, we're not going to see it in 2020 unless it's in the AFC. But I think Pat Mahomes is your guy for the next 10, 12 years that you're going to start hating this guy (laughs) because he's just not on your team. Right. I mean, six touchdowns in that game. I just sat there going, oh, gosh, this guy's – this guy's not a joke. Pittsburgh always does well against, you know, new quarterbacks, right. young quarterbacks. Yeah. They do well against, and then, then here comes Pat Mahomes, and you're like, wow. Here's the other thing about Pat Mahomes, and this is the stupidest thing for me to say. Number fifteen's really cool on a quarterback. No one else is wearing fifteen, so he's got the right. number too. He's got the number just to be that standout guy. And so I'm not an Andy Reid fan as well either, but Pat Mahomes, I'm telling you right here, I I pretty much think that he's going to be the MVP of this game. And a lot of people are saying, not so fast, my friend, this defense is too good. I've just watched this team get behind in two games and say, all right, here's the switch. Mr. Mahomes goes, I'm going to turn that Mm -hmm. switch. And here we go. And this is what we're doing. We don't have to. We, we can tell you what we're going to do. In fact, we're going to say it. This is our play. Just stop us. And that's it. Then I'm, I'm seeing him doing with him doing it with his feet now. That's that 30 yard touchdown he had last week. Wow. <clears throat> so I, I really, I, I'm really talking about how much this guy is going to be the future and I think the Steelers are going to be looking at this team as the team to beat for the next 10 years. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Is there any other team that we're missing? Other than Baltimore, I can't think of anybody. Houston, they have a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson, and he could he could elevate a team, you know, as he gets more experience. But right now, I think it's the Chiefs. They have obviously they have Patrick Mahomes, who's the best young quarterback in the NFL, maybe the best quarterback period in the NFL. I think it's hard to argue that right now. And they have a great organization. They have a stable organization. They have a a veteran head coach. He's not going to coach for the next. 10 years I don't think he's he's been coaching for 21 already so he's probably only maybe another four or five I, I'd say for Andy Reid but they have a, a great front office and they've been winning for a while they just were missing that one piece as Steeler fans we know what that's all about how how many years did they win and and just got close in playoffs before falling but they were missing that one thing and that was a the quarterback they got Ben year two they're Super Bowl champs and here they are the Chiefs they're in year three year two with Mahomes as their starter and they're in the Super Bowl. So they were missing that one piece and now they have it. And, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for a long time. Like you said, you, 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 you said it quite uh, nicely. He's going to be a guy that we're probably going to hate because he's not on our team. And, and he's a cute story right now because he's taken out the, the Patriots and now they're in the Super Bowl. And uh, you know, it's their first time in 50 years, but, but uh, once he starts beating on his Steelers, maybe, in the next few years, we might not like him so much. So Tate Boy 61 agrees with you, Tony, um, as well as a Wes. Wes, I mean, you know, we should just put Wes on the show because he's here every single show and he's better at analysis than I am. Um, Ezra as well um, agrees. Uh, Thad Kennedy, who's been showing up a lot as well. Um, I Thad saying Buffalo. And I like that. I just, uh, for me, Buffalo, I just don't think Josh Allen is the yeah, guy yet. Right. You just don't know about him yet. Um, Irish killer, Irish killer Z. He's saying we have the chief's number ever since the playoff, uh, lost late in the late nineties. Um, you know, we pretty much have, we've done very well against the Chiefs. Right. Right. Um, however, you know, has, we had the, we had the Patriots number. If you right. look at, if we go back and look at the record, it was like, they were like 15 and four against new England until 2001. Then right. it all switched. Now right. I think they're tied. Uh, I mean, I'm just guessing at the number, but now they're tied and, we definitely don't have their number now. Um, so, you know, I just don't know. Uncle Krogh says something really interesting. Says Cincinnati makes the wild card next season. That'd be really interesting. I don't agree. But no, I mean, James Burrow is going to have to uh, be uh, uh, the rookie of the year for that to happen because he's probably going to be the number one pick and he's probably going to ha- be thrown in as a starter from week one. So I guess that would mean that, that, that he's a, uh, a, uh, a phenom. Wes Hickok says that the Chiefs didn't have Pat Mahomes, so that's really true. Your comment on Joe Burrow, wow. I I think this guy, here's my lasting image of him and the coolest picture. This would make me draft him in a hurry if I could. Not just the fact that he threw, what was it, 14 touchdowns in two games in, against two of the best teams in college football in the bowl championship series. Not just that after the game, he's at his locker and I'm going to, I'm going to sit back smoking a cigar, just like that. <laughs> looking as cool as the other side of the pillow. Just, uh, I mean, he just looked like the guy that when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, this guy's not going to be intimidated. Well, you know what Dan um, Fouts said about quarterbacks? You don't want a milk toast as your quarterback, and apparently he has the uh, confidence you're looking for. Yeah, th- there you go. Um, Tony McBride says that year the Chiefs were five and known. We stopped the streak. That was great. That was real. That was great. Um, and and we really did. Um, they had no problem going in ever playing that team. But I'm just saying that. There's a time for a team to turn the corner. Right. And if they win in six days, 
and they become the champion, I cannot see them as a one-and-done team. Um, now, I might be wrong, and I've seen some people still think San Francisco wins this game. Um, keep those coming up here. Just, just throw them up. If you haven't thrown it up yet, just SF or KC. Just say who's going to win the game. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask. Uh, I'm not gonna bring her on. But my daughter just walked in the room, and Ali said, "Hey, we need more Jillian on the show. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Is it gonna be San Francisco or is it gonna be Kansas City? Have you thought about it? Shot one out. You like the Chiefs? They've got the red helmets with the Arrowhead and the KC, or do you like?" The gold helmets with the SF and the San Francisco 49ers. They both wear red jerseys. Oh, you're not going to answer now. Oh, she's shy all of a sudden. Wow. Um, Talking about difficult. Wow. So let's look at this. We've got, um, I'm just going to go up a little bit. Um, Kane Adamson, KC. Mr. T Steeler fan, San Francisco, Jesse George, Chiefs win 3524, C Rex. I like that name, C Rex. KC, Thad Kennedy. I, I love Thad Kennedy. I'm going to bring this up. This is making me laugh. Wilford Brimley gets that ring, KC. It's the right thing to do. Waker Oats. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? Somebody said the other day that Tom Cruise, when he was in like the Mission Impossible movies, or when he was was the same age as Wilford Brimley when he was in Cocoon. <laughs> like, well, he looked like he was ninety then. Well, they were they were he was the same age as uh, uh, Robert Redford in The Natural. They were the same age, basically, oh, that, maybe maybe a year apart. It was crazy. That's incredible, and you know what? Uh, well, those guys were uh, Tom Cruise and uh, was in a movie with Wilford Brimley. And it was the firm, and uh, he, they're fighting, and he's getting Wilford, he's kicking Wilford Brimley's butt. <laughs> like, how is this even a fight? Yes. Here's here's something interesting. I love the movie. You you know how I love sports movies, but one of my favorites, and I saw it in the theater twice that year, was Major League. Mm. And Major League, and the manager Lou Brown. Forget yes. about the curveball, Ricky. Right. Give him the heater. Right. That guy was 39 years old when he was in that movie. <laughs> I know. It's we crazy. are almost 10 years older than that, yeah. Tony. Yeah. And uh, they look like they could be We don't like look that old. Now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm that's really moved. <laughs> There you go. Ryan Kellerman says San Francisco. Gosh, Wilford Brimley. That's all I'm going to think about, Thad. Thanks, man. Solarverse <laughs> 6 is going KC. Uncle Krog, I can't pronounce it, so I'm gonna, just going to say that. Kanichwai City. <laughs> so I guess uh, I'm not sure what that means. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, deal with it. Deal with it. A good fan of the show. SF San Fran wins. Uh, Jesse George says Matt Holmes is the next big thing. I would expect him to win a few Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, I really think it, if he wins this week, he – he just uh, he just wins, and he just keeps on winning. Um, Wes Hickok, my gut says SF. I don't think that the Kansas City offensive line can block all of those defenders. Um, getting bent with bow defense wins championships. Tried and true. That's true. Not always, but oh, you need a lot of offense too. You need offense. That's, that's a misnomer. I think this is just a different offense. I mean, and they've got the run. I mean, San Francisco has a great running game, but Kansas City does. Kansas City has a running game here. Right. Um, Tony McBride, McBride, that rookie Debo, he's a monster. We're talking about Debo Samuel. Here's a guy to look at, and we haven't seen one of these in a while. Number 17 uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and of course, now his name just just Sammy uh, Watkins. No, not Sammy Watkins. I'm talking about um, the second round pick from Georgia. Um, he was their second round pick from Georgia. He's their kick returner and a wide receiver. And why have why have why did I lose that name? It was on the top of my tongue. I was about to say it, and then Apparently I started. His name's Hardman. 
yeah, Hardman, uh, according to Anthony Pruitt. Yes, Mecole Hardman. Um, M-E-C-O-L-E, Mecole Hardman. Um, yeah, that's uh, not related to uh, Jeff Hart Hartman. Mecole <laughs> Hardman is not related to Jeff Hartman, just letting everybody know that. Um, that guy, here's my prediction. That guy's taking one to the house. Kickoff return. He's returning one. Might even op- he's gonna e- he's gonna either open the game or open a half or do something. He's returning a touchdown. So you you heard it here from BAD. If you want a prop bet, there you go. Tate Boys Z sixty one. Tate Boys sixty one. Excuse me. Says San Francisco. Cecil Clark, Kansas City. Um, that agrees of. Uh, it's more Wilford Brimley. I love it. Um, that's um, so. Uh, and then uh, Uncle Krog says Sterling Marte is an Arizona Marte is an Arizona Diamondback. So uh, um, Uncle Krog is done with the. <laughs> he's ready to go back to Pittsburgh. You're a field reporter. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's forget about Kansas City. Let's talk Pittsburgh stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, a pirate trade today. So very interesting. Um, those prospects might not be bad. Who knows? Um, 98671X says SF gets the lead. They will lose. And Sixburg96 says that uh, he says KC heavy. Um, C-Rex, Hardman is pure rapid and he doesn't beat the ladies. So as a Steeler fan, much easier to root for. Please excuse. We're having, we're having some problems in the studio here. Um, so, okay. Um, so our studio audience is uh, getting a little rowdy. So, um, <laughs> so, so here you go. Um, Thad Kennedy says, I have to take daughter to basketball practice. Great show as always. Longtime listener on podcast. Just recently got on YouTube. So that's great. Um, so there you go. It looks like it looks like there's no consensus pick. No, so, it's, 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 a, it's a really great matchup. I think that's why. So, Tony, what what do you think here? I mean, what what is your guess, though? Your your guess. Who are you? Who are you thinking is really going to win this game? My my gut's been saying since since the games ended last week. I, I think Kansas City's going to win a close game. I really do think I like. They have the best player. We talked about Patrick Mahomes. They have the best player. They have better skill position players overall, and they don't have as good a defense. San Francisco has the edge there, and they have the edge in the running game. But it's not a big enough edge to 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 make up for what. The Chiefs have as far as an advantage over the San Francisco. So I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm thinking like maybe 30 to 24, 31, 27, something like that. I, I'm still thinking Kansas City as well. Um, young Woodburning, it's going to be the Chiefs. It's because who they've had to face all year, the AFC. Hey, there you go. That's interesting. Um, we just, Uncle Krogh, just, he wants a nail biter. I don't think it's going to be a blowout Super Bowl. I really don't. Um, but if San Francisco wins this game, I'm not going to be shocked either. Oh, no, that, no. That defense is – that's a special defense. Oh, that's a heck of um, a team. They're a great team. Now, 98671X says uh, we need to change that name. That's too hard. We need a nickname <laughs> for uh, – we're just going to call him 98X. It's like um, a password. Uh, KC defense – will rise to the occasion. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Um, maybe I should, uh, maybe, maybe my stuff's way too easy then. <laughs> San Francisco struggles with a mobile QB. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't get back to 98 X Kansas def- Casey defense rises to the occasion. That's a, that's a defense that wasn't good. But they did what Pittsburgh did. They went in, out and got a stabilizer. And I tell you what, Tyran Matthew, he's tiny. He's a hard-hitting safety, and he'll blow out your, blow up your game. And he's he just 
he's the kind of guy that if you're going to get a guy that's going to win it for you on defense, it could be a guy like that. West does not care who wins. I don't want to see a blowout. I want to see a 41 to 40 game. Two seconds left. Someone catches a coffin corner TD pass. Santonio home style. That would be great. I'll sign up for that. Oh yeah. I've uh yeah, I just don't want it to be better than that Super Bowl. <laughs> and that's a good segue because the last thing we're gonna talk about here today on the show is memories of the Steelers. And you know, this has always been you know, I got spoiled. Tony, we're the same age. Right. And we got to a point where we just expected to see the Steelers in every year, and this was we're under 10 years old at the time. Um, in 1979, I mean, we're eight or nine years old, give or take a month, a month or two. Um, I'm eight cause I'm December of, of 71. So, uh, and my parents went to Super Bowl 14. They, at the last minute, they, they got tickets and I told you that story, right? Oh yeah. I, 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 I just, I With just, Terry Bradshaw, I envy, envy that. Terry yeah. Bradshaw yelling at me, school, not yelling at me, scolding me a mm-hmm. few years ago. Because, yeah, because I, because I was mad that my dad went without me. He's like, just be glad you got him, son. I'm like, right. hey, Bradshaw just gave me a life lesson. <laughs> um, and uh, my my dad and I have always joked about that too, but it it, it was really cool. Um, but when we're talking about Steeler memories of Super Bowls, I have seen now I've seen all six wins. I've seen the two losses as well too. And I want to include those two losses in with Steeler memories as well. So what's the most memorable Steeler Super Bowl for you? And what is your favorite? What uh, let's not say favorite, but what means the most to you? Which one, when you look back at your life, what was the most transcending transcendent Super Bowl for you? Oh, uh, that's that's an easy one. Super Bowl 40. Ford Field. That is his last game in his hometown. I mean, it wasn't really because of that. I mean, that that was that added to it. But you know, as you mentioned, we're the same age, and and you know, I started becoming a fan right at the end of that '70s dynasty. I remember Super Bowl fourteen. That's the first game I remember watching. I don't know. I'm sure I watched before that. I just don't remember it. But you know, and then you go through the '80s and 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 the natural downturn after the uh, that dynasty, and and there are a lot of struggles there. They they had an okay decade. They made playoffs a few times, but it was nothing close to what we saw in the '70s or what my uh, the adults in my life saw in the '70s. And then you know the '90s under Cower, you know a lot of great teams. He he brought he he resurrected the franchise and he breathed new life into it. But they just could not get over the hump. Same with the early 2000s with Cordell. And Tommy Maddox, and then, boom! Big Ben comes in, and 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 everything changes. And I never thought I'd see it. I never thought I'd see that day. Twenty-six years from the time I was seven years old, and I was thirty-three, and that uh, that run was just magnificent. I felt like a little kid. I felt like I was eleven, twelve years old all over again, watching a team. It was just I could not. Uh, I, I don't think it's ever going to be topped. What, what they what they did that year, and the experiences I had over those eight weeks when they when they went on their streak. Yeah, you know what? I would have to say as the one that means the most to me would be Super Bowl 40 as well because it was the first one as an adult. One of the ones that means so much to me was Super Bowl 13 because it's the first one I watched in full. And a young Woodburning just called me out saying, well, weren't you about three years old? I know I watched the game. I have no recollection <laughs> of it. I watched the game. But... As a part of what I've been doing the last week and a half, I've been watching every Steelers Super Bowl, and I have taken notes on every play, and I'm doing the uh, the uh, Throwback Thursday type thing um, every day this week. You'll see Super Bowl Ten tomorrow. I did Super Bowl Nine, I believe it uh, debuted on Thursday or Friday, and uh, I do a full account of it and everything that was going on. And usually when I do these, um, I do what was going on in my life, so it. And I throw in those memories as well, but I just watched Super Bowl Nine again last week, and that is a heck of a great football game. That's an excellent game. Um, not a, a lot of defense. Offenses weren't that good, but it was. It's really cool if you get a chance to watch that. You could watch it on YouTube um, or McMillan and Wife. If you've never seen McMillan and Wife, 
it is a great site where they put so many games. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch a mm-hmm. preseason game from 1984, you probably can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what every time I do a throwback Thursday, what I'm not doing them right now. I haven't been doing them for a while, but when I do those, I watch the game in full and I don't miss a play. And so I'm, I'm watching games like that, but Super Bowl 13 love that game. Cause it's the first one I really watched Super Bowl 40 just meant so much for they finally won it, but I'm going to give you another one. Super Bowl 30 is one of the most memorable was one of the uh, most memorable games that I've ever seen. And and the reason being was the fact that they were finally in it. Yeah. Um first time in 26 years, excuse me, in 16 years they're finally back in the Super Bowl. I'm an adult, I'm watching it, and I actually watched that game all alone. It's the only Super Bowl, the only Super Bowl I've watched all by myself completely. And the reason it was, and we just lost Tony, I'm sure he'll be back. But the reason that I watched that Super Bowl by myself, I was living in West Virginia for the first time um, away from home. I was invited to two or three Super Bowl parties at the time. And the the Super Bowl parties, um, one was at a Cowboys house, a Cowboy fan's house. And they had shrimp, all the fixings. They they had everything at this party. They're like, you got to come. But it was a Cowboys fan house. The other one were, it was amateur night at the other house I was going to. They didn't care. It was the Super Bowl. We have a party, um, you know, and we're going to talk about everything else that doesn't matter. Um, the game is just the <laughs> backdrop. You know, I mean, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, the halftime show is more important. Um, so, you know, Diana Ross is going to be more important in this game. Um, who ate all the little smokies, all this. And uh, I, that commercial's great. I hate, you know, like everything. Um, I don't even watch football, you know, like that kind of stuff. And uh, the, I just don't want to be around it. I wanted to absorb this game. They were like 13, 14 point. They uh, underdogs. And when that game started, you're like, we're just glad to be here. They're not going to win this game. But as it went, you started to think, eh, just maybe. And right before halftime, Yancey Thigpen, who I met about two or three years ago, he signed a picture of that. The picture I selected was of him in the end zone. I said, that, I know exactly where that is. And we talked about it. He goes, yeah, that, that was. And he was so cool about it. And he was like, yeah, that was such a great memory for me because. You know, when I caught that ball, I'm like, I knew we were back in it. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite Steelers of all time is Yan- Yancey Thigpen, actually. Um, when we talked about it the other way, the other day, I mean, a little bit ago, um, that that's a big one. Wes, this is the third time Wes is asking me. He wants to know what's on my wall. My son is a, I have family in London. My son is a big car fan of anything cars. Um, he loves automobiles, Grand Tour, um, Top Gear, which is an English show. Grand Tour is basically an English show as well on Amazon. Um, but that's from the movie Cars 2. And it's, uh, I forget the, I think his name's Nigel Gearsley. And it says London. And it's the uh, it, it's the uh, the green car from the uh, World Grand Prix in Cars. So that's on the wall. When I find my Bubby poster, the Bubby poster is going up behind here. So uh, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I got to pull out Bubby, and that's going back up. But there, there you go. I, I promised I'd answer that question. Um, can, can I say something about Super Bowl Thirty? Because yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you 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 have such fond memories of that of that game because I I share the same sentiments. I mean, just the two weeks leading up to it. You know, I never thought I'd see, I never thought again, going back to the eighties and the early nineties, all the struggles, I never thought I would see it. And for them to, to, uh, survive the Colts game. And, and, and it was just, it was something I'll never forget. I'll always cherish that time. And I think more Steeler fans should look back on it and cherish it because, you know, we're, we're both 47. Well, I'm 47. I guess you're, you just turned 48. So we're the same age. And we've been around for all the Super Bowls, but there's only been six in our lifetime. It doesn't happen very often. So when it does happen, 
you just have to even the losses you, have, you just have to em- embrace those those times because it's they're so rare yeah six wins eight super bowls um you know for me getting back to that game though it is you know there was so much emotion in that game when levon kirkland comes in and like and Troy Aikman's backing up and he's falling. Yeah. Like, I'm just going down. Just point. don't, don't murder yep. me. And, and you know, point. and, and when I, Bam Morris just walks into the end zone and you're listening to the highlights and you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I love watching those highlights too. Cause you think it's going to happen. And when mm-hmm. they're driving, when Neil O'Donnell throws that quarterback, uh, throws that interception again to Larry Brown. Okay. That's when you know, it's over. And we right. could talk about hating Neil O'Donnell all you want. You're not there that year without Neil O'Donnell. That's all I was all I'm right. gonna say about that. Um, but really, that game they had that game, and it was a chance <laughs> to come back. But my favorite thing, this is what made me love Bill Cower watching the highlights of that game, because when uh, when Chan Gailey calls surprise onside and Bobby April's down there and they're going surprise onside. We're going to do surprise. Okay. We're going to do surprise onside. And they're like excited. Mm-hmm. And when you do it and Norm Johnson's another favorite stealer of mine all time, my favorite stealer kicker. Well, besides Gary Anderson, of course, but Norm Johnson just love them. Mm-hmm. And he was almost, they had Dean Biasucci to start that year in camp when they lost Gary Anderson and Dean just, <laughs> It was terrible. And then they came up somehow. They were able to get Norm Johnson. And I was like, yes. Right. And so, but when they had that surprise on side, and who was it that uh, Deion Figures went and recovered it? And he ran with the ball and he he couldn't. But that game was just, you felt it. And then Bill Cower. Right. I remember in the highlights, they're playing an Eagles song, uh, that newer Eagles song. in the background and he's talking to the, the officials and the officials trying to walk away from him. And Bill Cowher is going, that was, oh, a great, yeah. that was a great call. Wasn't it? He's like, yeah, he was, you like that call. Coach, Great call. He, um, pull, he pulled a Hank Stram there. Yeah. <laughs> Two before. But they're walking off the field and, and God bless her. May she rest in peace. K Cower coming down. had some of the girls there. And uh, I'm not sure which uh, which daughter it was uh, whispered something to him. They practiced what they were going to say to him because they knew, you know, how passionate he was about that game. And Bill, with a couple of tears in his eyes, said, "Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose." And when I saw that, I was like, "I love this guy even more." And then uh, mm-hmm. someone's yelling from the stands, "Great game, coach!" And he just puts his hand up and goes in the locker room. I'm yeah. like, you know, he's gonna. He, this guy needs to win one. And that's when I was right. fully. I then he was my guy. Just that game, they lost that game, and and it hurt. It hurt for a long time because they didn't get back for another ten years. But I still have so many great memories of that game because of the roller coaster of emotions and what would have happened. Um, Because the year before they had. Oh my gosh, Alfred Papunu, Dennis Gibson, um, losing that. Um, and they would have went to the Super Bowl. They were 14-point favorites. And Mr. T Steeler fan says, Could we have beaten the Niners in 94? The Niners beat the Chargers in that Super Bowl. I'm going to say no. I don't think they would have beaten yeah, the they, Niners. They came into three rivers and beat up the Steelers pretty good in week one that year. So, you know, I mean it's still week one. It, it doesn't you're not, your team's not fully formed by that point, but yeah, probably not. But still, they should have been there. They should because the Chargers were one of the worst teams ever to re- represent any any conference in the Super Bowl. They were just a bad, not bad, but they should not have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, gosh, probably my biggest disappointment watching that game. That game hurt. Um, oh, but you know, but that that game was great. Another game that would have been great. I mean, they're down 18 points in 2010 to the Green Bay Packers. They're losing 21 to three and they're getting shredded. Then all of a sudden they start coming back, start coming back. And then they get a touchdown. 
get the two-point conversion. I remember Antoine Randall L. And why was Antoine Randall L playing in that game so much? Do you remember why? There's a reason. This was the most he played that. He didn't play a lot that year because he was your return man and he was older. But uh, I know Mike Wallace wasn't hurt. Uh, Heinz Ward caught a touchdown in that game. Did he get hurt at some point in that game? Emmanuel Sanders got hurt. He was playing at home oh, in okay. Dallas, and he got hurt. He, he hurt his knee in that game right before halftime. And Antonio Brown was not much of a threat yet. I mean, he was he caught a big a couple of big balls down the stretch as a gimmick uh, fourth or fifth, not gimmick, but as a fourth or fifth guy to surprise you with, but he wasn't really right. in the scouting reports as a guy that was going to beat you. But so they're driving, they're driving to win. I mean, to go ahead in that game and Richard Mendenhall, which that's another guy that a lot of people hate because of that. But I don't know who's holding onto that ball. He, he got pancake. Right. Uh, not paying. They, I mean, they hit the ball on two sides, and mm-hmm. uh, in, unless unless you have Wolverine's hands and have spiked in the ball and clutched, I don't know how you're not fumbling. That that was just right. that that was that was pretty brutal, but they still had a chance to come back. Could you imagine if Ben could have gotten? completions on that last drive there's plenty of time they could have won yeah, i remember getting game. a text right yeah I, I i remember when uh when when they held on third down you know, before the steelers last possession my uncle texted me and said ben with uh two minutes down by six i said he said would you want anything better I, or more i said no this is what we wanted so it, it just didn't it just didn't happen that that was you know i have fond memories of the of that comeback and you know they lost too. Now I haven't watched the highlights of that as much. Um, I've probably right. maybe watched it once. Um, and, and it's not that that uh, it's not that it kills me to watch it. It's just like I just don't have the feeling that I had with that Dallas loss. Um, and you know I know they didn't win it. I, think- and I know there's nothing about there's no moral victories, but it just right. it made you feel good about your team. Yeah, I, I think we were we were used to to the winning by that point. We were we were expecting, you know, them to win their third in six years and have a kind of like a little mini dynasty, which they kind of had a little mini dynasty anyway. But I think you know after you see after you experience the wins with that same group of guys, you expect them to do it every time. And I think that's why that's more painful than the Super Bowl thirty. You know, Wes brings up a good a good uh, thing here. Um, He's saying, think Juju and Humphrey in a week five, same concept. Yeah, Juju fumbled the ball, but Humphrey made a, a great play. Yeah, that right. that was not – let's go back to that and let's compare Mendenhall and compare Juju and – hold on one moment. So um, with, with that being said, he didn't fumble. He got the ball knocked out. I mean, he got right. – Right. Def- the defense made that play, and and that's it. Um, am I surprised that Rodgers only won one Super Bowl? No, I. Um, no, yes, I am surprised. I, I thought he would have won more. I thought they were on on their way to just like we were talking about Mahomes earlier. I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to rack up two or three. Um, so, I mean, I could be completely wrong about the whole Mahomes thing, but I thought he was going, um, I thought Rogers was. So Mr. T good job bringing that up. Um, you know, that's, that's the funny thing about this game. Yeah. Just, just when you think you have all the answers, there's somebody else. I'm going to steal from Roddy Piper here. There's somebody else changing the questions. And yeah, it's like we, there's somebody saying, not so fast, my friend. What about us? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Wallace dropped that fourth down pass. Um, Irish Killer says, um, the fourth down pass that hit his face mask. That's why we lost the Packers. If we didn't get rid of Santonio Holmes, we would have won that Super Bowl. Hmm. That's, that's a nice good. thing to say in, in, 20, in, in hindsight, but I mean, Santonio Holmes was 
he had a real series of problems going on there when they when they traded him. So I mean, it's easy to say that now, but I mean, but he, he was, yeah. But Holmes was magic for the Jets oh, that year, he, and he, he was he was he was tough against the Steelers in that AFC Championship game. They were starting to come back. Um, Young Woodburning wants to know. So Eli has won two Super Bowls. A Rod, a A Rod, you just you just messed up. A A Ron, A A Ron, you just messed up. A A Ron. Both future Hall of Famers, or does Eli not get in and A Rodge does get in? No, they both get in. Um, yeah. Here's the difference. Rodgers is a first ballot home Hall of Famer. To me, Eli's mm-hmm. going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer unless there's bigger comp- competition there. But I, I think Eli gets in the first ballot. I don't think Eli is a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's going to get in. You, right. oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would have not put oh, him on oh, the absolutely. first ballot, but I'm putting him in. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just on beating the Patriots twice alone, um, and the other people within it and that are in there uh, throughout history, you can't take that away from Eli Manning. Now, if you want to know a guy who I do not think is a Hall of Famer, and it's Philip Rivers, really? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I mean, I can see that because he has he never even made it to the Super Bowl. You know, but I guess you can make the same argument that needed a Dan Fouts, and you know they had similar careers. So, although I think Fouts played in a bigger games, so maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I, you're right. Maybe you're right. I I just don't think he's to me. I and I'm I'm getting it on the uh, live chat right now. I you know I think he had a long career. He had a solid career. I just and this isn't about winning rings because Jim Kelly didn't win a ring, um, even though he was in four in a row. But it's not about the winning rings thing. Um, Dan Marino never won a ring. Um, right. But but the thing about it is, I just thought he was a good quarterback, a very good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. I'm not an all time great. I don't. I mean, he might have the yardage because we are in. A, uh, we're in a league now that relies on the pass. I was talking, telling you right. about uh, watching Super Bowl Nine the other day. Fran Tarkenton was the leading passer with 2,591 yards. Leading mm-hmm. passer in the NFL that year. That's how right. much the game has changed. So yeah. I just don't find him to be there. Jack Bauer, I love this. By the way, great name. And if you're the real Jack Bauer, mm. God bless you because I love 24. Uh, um, but what a guest. Philip Rivers is the modern day Ken Anderson. Ken Anderson is not in the Hall of Fame. I always liked Ken Anderson though. But that's probably a really good comparison. Um, you know, so I I would probably say um I say no to Philip Rivers. So there you go. But with that being said, Tony, um, because I I could tell you were disagreeing with me. You uh, could you make a case for him? Well, just the fact, just you know, his numbers, overall numbers. But you know, to your point, I was when you when you were uh, uh, going over Rivers' career, I was trying to think of a of a breakout like uh, one memorable moment from the guy, and I really couldn't think of one. You know, like you have Eli with you know the helmet catch. You know, he he had this part in that helmet catch in the Super Bowl where he he broke the uh, he got away from the sack and 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 kept play alive. Something like that. You know, Ben uh, any number of plays with Ben, but you can't think of anything with, with Philip Rivers as far as a, a defining moment for his career. There it know. is. There, Tony, right. good, yeah. good call because. There's never a time you're like, man, did you see what Philip Rivers did? Mm-hmm. Rivers did it again. No, we we just right, don't get right. over that guy. I mean, sometimes it's longevity. Um, somebody asked in the in the live chat a long time before, and it has really nothing to do with Steelers and everything. Asked knows I'm a Pittsburgh guy. Asked if Dave Parker goes in the hall should go in the Hall of Fame. Is he a Hall of Famer? He had a long long career. He had a really solid career. I think he's on a fr- on the fringe. But I think in the course of it, it's probably not a guy that you're saying all time great, right? Fantastic, fantastic player, a great player, but I don't know if he's an all time great. Um, right. We have uh, we have no time left. 
But things to look at coming up this week. Troy Palomalu, Alan Fanica, best wishes. Let's get a four-pack in the Hall of Fame because I want to go to Canton this year. I already put it on the calendar, told my wife and family we're going to Ohio in August. And uh, so I've got to buy me a Donnie Shell jersey as well and and get ready to go for that. But I'd love to see Troy in there. I think Troy goes. I think it might be tough for Fanica. Fanica's going in. Fanica's going. Right. Um, in the modern matter. era. In the next uh, three years, I just don't think he's going in now, but uh, he does. He, he deserves to be in there. So, with that being said, Tony, thank you so much. Lots of great conversations. I think we established the Chiefs as the next dealer great rival. Tony, thank you so much. Live chat, BPSC family, thanks so much. Tony, take us home, my friend. For Brian Anthony Davis, I'm Tony Defio. See you guys next week. You have just been hungover. Good day, good night. We'll see you.